Hello, everybody. Buckle up your seatbelts. This is Farrell Nelson coming at you with another banger for Mac Black Radio. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do a part two on the lore and uh, seduction, seducing females. Now. I would hope many of y'all know that sex comes first in the brain. The orgasm comes first in the brain, right? So when you with a woman and you trying to uh, get her to bed, I'm not saying like real quickly, but it could be like maybe within the 72 hour span of time you want her over at your house. You ain't trying to, you know, do no date nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. You want to go straight to the bedroom type of uh, game. You got to get in her mind. Now, when I say get in her mind, gotta give her an orgasm without even touching her and how you do that is showing your masculine frame you're gonna slow your voice down and when when you do that she's gonna match it especially if she's feeling you if you tell her something and she really like what you saying, most women will mimic your uh, body language. So, for instance, <clears throat> you might be Tap in your chair. And then all of a sudden, she'll start tapping her chair. Doing the same thing you're doing. Sometimes that's a good thing to, to do as she does. Don't do it like... Don't do it to the point where she can tell that you're trying to copy her. Like, try to be subtle with it. So she can... Uh, See that you, you know, y'all got something in common. That's one thing. But I want to first talk about, you know, the orgasm of the mind. Now this one, this is a, this is a doozy. Because you got to really give us some game. You got to show her that you know what life's about. That you can teach her something she didn't know and if you are uh, very educated or you're a, a renaissance man them panties gonna be wet I'm telling you especially if she's like a woman that's looking for a dude that can master something if they have a master of some type of craft 
For some reason, I've noticed that women are really into that. Oh, you can paint, you can draw. That's so cool. And they be wanting to know like what type of stuff I be drawing. And I be like, you know what? You could come over to my place. You know, my place is, is kind of like a art studio. I got my paints and stuff out here. We can paint and sip if you want. You know, can chill with me. Maybe you can be my what's the word I'm looking for? My muse. I'm looking for somebody that I can paint. Can be inspired, you know. Maybe like, wow, this is a different type of dude, you know. I ain't never been with a type of artistic like dude like this. Let's see what he about. So what you doing? You actually you bring her to your place. You giving her a reason to come over to the house without her thinking it's that she a slut. You know, most women, they don't want to uh, give it up quick. They don't want to seem like they a the, uh, slut. So, give them excuses. Like, okay, you know, I want to come, I want you to come over so uh, you can show me da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, she, and she'll do it. She like that type of stuff. But um, also, I notice if you can make a woman laugh, laughter is like an orgasm to women. Laughing in an orgasm is almost the same thing almost, isn't it? When you think about it. It's something involuntary that happens. And the only reason why it's happening because you made it happen. tickled her in some type of way don't be like real goofy like don't be just choking all the time and being too much like that type of goofy dude no just throw some jokes out here and there do some jokes that you know work that always that always works out and please be original man Originality and being self-assured goes hand in hand. Do y'all hear me? Do you hear me? I think every man has a, a, a I don't know what the word might be, a higher self. It's kind of like Goku. If y'all watch Goku, man, y'all know he be he be uh turning to the Super Saiyan. Every man got a Super Saiyan in him. Y'all just gotta be not afraid. You gotta be self-assured of yourself to know you can you can do anything. And if you know yourself. halfway there you're not ashamed of anything this is why I think a lot of trans men have a hard time dating 
I'm sure you know cis men out here have a hard time too. But I'm I'm talking about specifically trans men. It's because they're not assured themselves. They think it, it's gonna be some type of insecurity or something they're lacking that the woman is not gonna like them. If you haven't had any of your surgeries yet and, and you feel dysphoric, that, I, that's understandable. That's completely understandable. But if you come to a point where you're comfortable in your skin finally, that's when things really get nice. Really, really get nice. I remember a time I was out here. I couldn't take my shirt off while having sex. I couldn't take my pants off while having sex. Well, I guess I was wearing underwear. I didn't even let women see me naked. I was, you know, I would just, you know, bring the joint out and do the do. Other than that, they ain't see nothing. But nowadays. Sex is like uh, a different experience. I'm not saying that I'm completely dysphoria free. I have my days when I'm very dysphoric. I have days where I wish, you know, I was born cis. But it is what it is. Somehow you gotta kind of come to terms with it as best as you can. I'm curing my dysphoria the best that I can do. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a prosthetic. I'm going to wear my prosthetic. And it won't be no issue. And if that don't work, I have to go to the next step to try to fix my dysphoria. I just got to do what I got to do. You know? And at the end of the day, none of us can be cis at the end of the day. That's what it is. So you, you might as well just go ahead and try to be happy with what stage that you're in and don't waste precious time. Because you know, like I told y'all, I was a late bloomer. I didn't start dating until I was in my 30s, like I told y'all on the last episode. I didn't know none of that stuff. I had to slowly learn and some things are like trial and error. And if you've been messing with like a lot of women, like a, like I did a, a, apparently, you kind of learn things. Certain things like if you don't go and hurry up and smash a chick within 72 hours, they moving on if they got a boyfriend. Because for some reason, couples, when they break up, they, well, it's not really break up, break up. They might have, have had some type of argument or something like that. And then all of a sudden, they don't want to be with each other for that while. And within those, it's really not 72 hours. It's really, if you're true about it, uh, I guess you could say... I'm going to say 32 to 72 hours within that time frame. 
then they'd be right back with their ex. Right back. And the ex don't know that they didn't went off somewhere and, and, and got, got fucked, got smashed up by you. They don't know nothing of the sort. Sometimes a woman, they just need a uh, Mr. Fix-It man. Fix that little plumbing real quick. And then they go on about their business. And that's cool too. As long as you, both of y'all understand what it is. You don't have to play games. Just let me know what it is so I'll know what it is, you know. Especially the ones that want to smash real quick. Now the ones that want to smash real quick when it comes to cis women I guess this not going to be a generalization well I guess it is going to be a generalization but the ones that usually want to have sex very quickly I mean very 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 quickly they usually have a boyfriend a girlfriend or a non-conforming friend no I'm just kidding I don't know. they got some or they try to experiment. And that's cool. They can go ahead and experiment. If that's what y'all into, I know some guys not into that. They don't want to be experiments at all. Like, I don't want to be a science project. So you don't make me none. Wait. This road is fucking. Bumpy as fuck, y'all. Hope y'all got on your seatbelts. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get back on topic. Saying that you're doing a good job seducing a woman, what she gonna do? She gonna she gonna start looking at you, like I said on the other one, and she gonna start uh um touching you. Know she can kind of you know hit you or, or slap your knee or something like that. Any type of physical contact is a good thing. She scoots closer to you. That means she's she's starting to be more intimate, not sexually intimate, but she's starting to feel more comfortable. You know, and it's a shame me as a trans man didn't learn this type of stuff until I started dating women because before when I was very young I didn't really hang out with women like that I was always the tomboy you know all of my friends were male I've never had female friends until after I started dating all of my friends were dudes. So, it was hard at first to try to understand, you know, what what women want and like I don't I don't know. I'm like so confused. <laughs> I'm out here like this. And ain't nobody giving me no game. It would seem like somebody that's female to male would have an advantage, right? A little bit kind of, sort of, but unfortunately, not for me, not for me, now, if there's some trans men that actually live that female life, 
I was born female, but I never lived that female life. I have been around females at school and high school and stuff like when they're in the locker room and out going change in the bathroom and see how they act towards each other. You know, but I never really got to see how these women really reacted with their uh, with their boyfriends. Not really. Well, I just wasn't paying attention because I was too much into what was going on with myself and my body. So, then when I started working, I noticed I was working as a teacher. So, there was a, a lot of women at my job that, you know, it was all females. And I'm only only one there with a male brain. So I didn't really what's the word? I didn't really um finagalize with them. I don't know if that's the word. Finagle, that's it. I didn't hang out with them like that. Work was work. I go home. That was the last time they'll see me. I was on that. That type of life. But sometimes I would be ear hustling. I'd be hearing about all this stuff these old 40-year-old women used to say. At the time, I was like in my mid-20s. I used to be always promoted. I used to get promoted a lot when I was very young. And sometimes the women, they would really hate that shit. They were like, well, he's fucking... Well, at the time, they would call me she. Because I wasn't out. I would wear boys' clothes. But I didn't tell nobody I was trans. I didn't let nobody know. No, but I, I knew it, you know, since I was real little. Right? I didn't really tell my people. I didn't tell nobody shit. So where was I going with that? Oh yeah, I used to get promoted real quick. And these women, they would be very upset because they would be in their 30s and 40s and still doing the same job they've been doing. I come up there, I'm like 19, 20 years old. I'm already been promoted in six months. And you could tell the, the cadence that these women had for me. And that's all I really seen with women. You know, for the most part, I seen that they were nurturing the kids at the school and how some of them had, you know, in a work environment, sometimes some people can be crabs in a barrel. I'm just going to say that. So it left me a ne very negative stereotype about women in their 40s, I've noticed, especially when I was in high school because the women in well, the girls in my high school didn't really treat me very well either. Because they seen that I was different. And it was like, you know, let's try to change him. Let's let's make him a little bit more feminine. Why are you always acting like a boy? Why are you talk like a boy, dress like a boy? You know, that type of shit. Y'all know, I'm, I'm Generation X. I was born in the late 70s. So being trans was not 
the thing to be, especially, especially when, hold on, let me make this turn real quick, especially when you're black, I didn't even know what the hell I was, I couldn't even figure it out, it took me a while, it took me until I was 21, I had to go on the DSM, Read in the DSM and found out I was trans. That's how I found out. But, uh, seduction, these females, that's the way I had to learn. You gotta start learning body language. If the, uh, there's blocking language where if a woman fold her arms, that's a bad sign. When you in a conversation with her and she fold her arms, See, that means she ain't, ain't agreeing with something you said. And sometimes they'll do the double fold. They'll fold their arms and their legs. When they fold their legs, that means you ain't going to get them legs open. So you do something different. <laughs> Shit. So that's one that I'm thinking of. If they sitting all open and they uh, sitting towards you or, and got their legs towards you and they looking at you, especially like are they leaning towards you, that mean they like you. That's, that's, that's human body language. Right there. Hell they doing, man. I'm over here trying to get some gas. Let's see what else I can tell y'all. I know it's something I'm missing. When it comes to like sexing and stuff like that, with a with a female, I might even I might even I might not even start with like Letting them I won't be too what's the word for it? Too raunchy with it. Not just yet. I ain't gonna be too raunchy with it. But I'ma give her some keywords during the during the texting. And them keywords. It's going to foreshadow the fact that sexing is about to go down. I don't know if they're going to notice it, subliminally or not. But I'm, pu I'm putting it on them subliminally. So subconsciously, they're going to be thinking all of a sudden, damn, why am I on <laughs> Like I might take some like. I'm about to get in the shower. And it's it's really wet outside or something. I would say something like that. And use the word wet, use the word hard and, and long and 
I just started popping off these different phrases and these words. You know, but they won't catch it yet. They ain't going to catch it. You just keep doing that until they start talking about sex. Like, oh, yeah, I got you now. Now it's on, baby. <laughs> but, um, single life was, was fun for me. I've always thought single life was fun. Relationships are fun, too. That's why it don't matter to me. I'm the type of dude where I don't know what loneliness means. People be talking about, oh, I feel so lonely. I like being in a relationship. I like to be with somebody. It don't make me none if I'm in a relationship or out of one. I'm Gucci. Either way. Either way it go. But I seriously don't know what loneliness feels like. I think something wrong with me. <laughs> I don't I can't explain it. Like I be I don't understand when somebody says I'm lonely. I don't know what that means. I can be in the house days and days on end and never be lonely. But uh I'm gonna go ahead and cut this off for now. Peace.